All right, more of a cold, not a cold open this week, but like a cold rant. Uh, I mean, quite, quite honestly, I've recorded this five times now, and each one goes on too long, and I want to give the short version. So I'll try to keep this one concise and uh, understand what this is about. So I want to say thank you, first of all, to everybody who watched and liked and shared and hated or just whoever reacted to my airline slash KLM video and what happened. Much appreciated. But please understand, I didn't make that video for me. I didn't, I don't anticipate getting any of my money back, uh, nor do I care at this point. That ship has sailed. I've moved on. The reason I made the video is for everybody, because this policy needs to change, not just here at the airline, but across many aspects of society. We, we have somehow collectively accepted things that we do not need to accept. In this case, being treated like this, like their policy, that's what I hear from people is, is, is oh yeah, it's not just KLM, it's all the airlines do it. As if that makes it okay. That makes it worse. Or, uh, oh yeah, that's what, that's what they do now. They all do that. It's, 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 their, it's their policy now. As if it's being foisted upon us by some alien overlord and we have no power over it. They don't need to do this. This is nonsense. And it's affecting you. Not just me. This was never about me. This was about everybody. And what we have deemed to be acceptable. And we see it in, in all walks of life. We see it, um, uh, for example, I point out in many cities, Vancouver being one of them, the homeless situation. We see people living in streets and, and using drugs in public, and we accept it. We go, well, that's not good. We don't like it. We don't condone that behavior, but it is. It is. I, I can see it. That's what it is. What are you going to do? Uh, the answer is not accept it. I don't want us collectively as a society and the hosers listeners to have such low self-worth that we find this behavior to be acceptable. It's not acceptable. We can do better than this. KLM can do better. We expect better. That's all. That's all this was about. Uh, so please continue sharing it. Not for me. Do it for you so this policy starts, at least starts to change. I would like to see a change be made where I get it. I, I don't anticipate getting my money back, which I think was, I don't remember now, 850 euros or something like that. That's gone. I've moved on. Um, but if, if the airline cannot function by selling airline uh, air, airline tickets, airline tickets, if they can't sell flights for 850 euros, they shouldn't sell them for 850 euros. They should be 1,200. They should be what they cost, and you could use them. And if we have to trick people into losing money every once in a while just so they can they can stay afloat, then it's time for a change. So, once again, thank you very much. Just want to repeat, it was not about me. It's about all of you. So with that, please continue sharing it. Let's do better. Okay, enough ranting. On with the show. And welcome to episode 684 of the Two Hosers Photo Show. My name is Alan in Tübingen, Germany. With me today is Matthew Marion in Ontario, Canada. Are we? Are we? Okay, so uh, we're going with we're going with Matt Marion because online you you are who are you online? Uh, Marion Maid. See, there we go. So I like to always respect everybody's online uh, avatar, uh, unless yes. otherwise they say, like, unless they, they say otherwise, because I, I never know who wants to be anonymous and, what, and whatnot. So, so uh, Matt, you're in Ontario. Whereabouts? Do, are we saying? 
Sure. I'm in Fergus, which is just north of Guelph, or about uh, an hour and a bit away from Toronto. Okay. So I know Guelph. That, that, I, you, when we met online a long time ago, you'd said something about Guelph. And I, 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 I'd actually been to Guelph when I was 11 years old for the... Um, stay with me here. Like 1940? 1941. I was, uh, I was there. And uh, no, it was 1985 was the Canadian Jamboree for the, the Boy Scouts. And I was a Boy Scout, and we, we went to that. So, nice. Yeah. And, and what's the most memorable part of the trip? Um, the fact that I still got girls to like me after that. Because you'd think that would be a mitigating factor in being a humongous loser, um, which I was and still am, but uh, that's a dead giveaway. I, I, had I gone to chess camp, I think that would have been... One step, step, yeah, just one step up. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, my, my, I, I, I remember being tremendously homesick. It was the first time I'd ever been away from home, and we, we flew across, we flew to, to Toronto, and then drove on a school bus out to Guelph, and uh, stayed in tents out in this massive field, and uh, and I, I remember never having never been away from home before, and and it was like wow, it was like devastating, like oh my god, I felt like I was on the moon. Um, and so there's that. And then the second thing was I was a, a massive fan of, of, of the space program of NASA and the, the whole thing. Like I had pictures on my wall of, of space shuttle launches and, uh, like I was just like really into it, not making this geek thing any, any better, but no, uh, I'm, I'm wondering where you're going with the Royal city and space. Yeah, so I remember being there, and we're doing something, and then at some point, our our scout leader had come back to camp. He was he'd gone for a walk or whatever. He came back to camp, and he was bragging about how he had just met Mark Garneau, uh, okay. Canadian spaceman. Yes, Mark Garneau. At no point did he think to come and get us. You know, like the, the the scout troop that he's overseeing, let alone the biggest space nerd in in all, well, not the biggest, but top three in all of Canada, come over here. Hey, may, maybe these kids who I'm in charge of would like to meet NASA Mark Garneau. Uh, but it's just, oh, yeah, that was cool. I met Mark Garneau. All right. Let's build and a fire. Yeah. Your jaw's on the ground going, what? Yeah. It's like, yeah. It, for me, like that was a big deal, meeting Mark Garneau. So didn't 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 happen. And that was in Guelph, which let's be honest, that's a funny name, Guelph. True. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, I live oh. in Fergus, which might even be funnier. Ah, uh, I don't know. It's got the sort of it's Irish funny. Gaelic. I find it's uh, funny how you get used to things, right? Yeah. You know, something starts off funny, and then all of a sudden, now it's normal. No, of um, course. I live in Stuttgart, which means uh, horse garden. So, horse yard. That's what yeah. that means. And now that's normal to you. It, it's just that's home. That's home. It is. Uh, so, Matt, you were on the show many years ago, if I remember correctly. Yes, absolutely. I had completed all the challenges uh, at the time, and we were that's on right. to discuss the, yeah, going through that and making that happen. And um, that was a long time ago. I don't remember everything that we discussed, but, uh, but that was good. No. And um, yeah, so thanks for having me back on. Of course. No, you, you reached out and said, hey, let's give this another shot 11 years later. And I was like, yeah, well, let's, let's try that. The, um, what, what is going on in Guelph? Oh, Fergus. Uh, Fergus, yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, everything, life is good. It's always it's always sunny in Fergus. Um, and let me think. I don't know. Maybe I'll just you know. I've got three children um, at ten, thirteen, and fifteen, and uh, that takes up you know a lot of my time. And you're in the same wheelhouse with children and ages. And I'm just figuring out that uh, when they were babies, it, this is actually probably harder 
because the decisions that I'm helping make for those kids are life-changing, whereas before I was just changing diapers. There were some life-changing things when they were babies. I, it's funny you mention that because I, I think about that a lot because, yeah, my, my, my kids are 10 and 12. Um, but nowadays, you know that 12 is actually 22. Uh, yes. Like, so there's that. Um, not really dealing with that just yet. But uh, I, I think about those things. I think about what, what changes. And, 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 you know, I don't look back um, wistfully and go, oh, man, it was so great when they were two. Because you forget about all the big, big decisions, the, like the, the, the worries, quote unquote, that you had. Like, you know, will they trip and fall? Will they crash their bike? Will they be eaten by wolves? Like, those kinds of things come up. And we don't and remember all, those times. They're all minor. In comparison yeah. to these adult choices that they have to make now. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. And you'll get there. I don't want to spoil spoil the surprise that's coming to you, right? But, um, yeah. But I was that age, though, so we'll we'll see. So. Oh, they'll make it through, right? Okay. So in Guelph, it's a, we're, we're actually the, the topic later on today is who who are you? So save that for the save that good stuff for the topic section. Um, you probably could have sent uh, sent the show notes and and then I would be. I meant to. I'm used to not doing that though. I'm used to yeah. keeping the 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 co-host in the dark. Um, and and so I, I next time I will do that. But and uh, it's five, it's six in the morning here, which I'm used to being up early. But I'm not used to speaking to anyone until at least seven in the morning. So so that's new for me. All right. Well, we're on holidays over here today. This this week is the the fashing or fast net. Uh, depends what you call. It. They call it fashing here in the south. Uh, it's Mardi Gras. Today is Fat Tuesday as we record this. And okay. So, uh, so is there is there a party? Is there going to be some oh, drinking later today? Uh, there will be lots of drinking. Uh, not by me. Not by me. But but um, it, it it is it is basically like a two week ish, maybe longer party where all the clubs they have clubs over here that 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 go in these parades in every little village and town and city and wherever. They have a parade like almost every day where they go. And so the whole year they they work, they meet and I assume drink and uh, plan their how they're going to walk and then throw candy. And um, oh, yeah, some clubs, candy. They, they yeah, some clubs they throw they, they they dress differently each year. Um, and, and but a lot of clubs dress the exact same. Like they have these intricate hand carved wooden masks that are amazing but like like kind of like witches and yeah a little creepy uh a little yeah there's some there's some stuff that would not fly on your side of the pond right uh, yes yeah yeah so leave, leave uh, it at that for sure uh yeah and, and it, it it's more appearances it doesn't it's it's not what it appears to be but yes. uh, it definitely what about, appears to be. What about music? So here, this is a Scottish, Fergus, very Scottish uh, community. So um, when they celebrate, there's always lots of bagpipes uh, throughout yeah. the town. Uh, what would be the, the music? Is it fiddle and mandolin going around all these pubs or parties? There's all kinds of that. There's a lot of accordion. Uh, okay, there you go. Germany. Yep. Um, so different, different, different floats. I don't, I don't know what they call the floats here, but some of them are like, like they have a giant tractors pulling like a giant wooden house, like and the witch will be standing on top, and they'll be playing party music and stuff like that. Um, my favorites, though. Sorry, but this will be an organized uh, parade down the street for an hour, like we would have a Christmas parade in North America? Right. But, but right. every day, or every few days. Uh, essentially, in, in different villages, it's every day. So we went on, a couple days ago, we went to one in, in one of the bigger towns, cities near us. Um, and they, like, it, it, it cost you like four bucks to get in uh, because there's a massive cleanup after. There's confetti everywhere. Like, it's just a massive mess. Right. Um, and, and so I guess that it goes to fund that. And, and uh, all these different clubs. So, for example... On the weekend, there was 65 floats, 
65 groups that, that paraded, and they got through it in an hour and a half, which was tremendously efficient. Normally, it takes like three hours. And, yes, um, yeah. Okay, that's great. And people are drinking. Like it, Public consumption of alcohol is cool here, evidently, and so yep. people, people drink and, and pass stuff, you know, and they throw candy in the crowd, and so it is one big party. Uh, so that that's very exciting. But my favorite, when it comes to the music, my favorite is they have they'll have these big marching bands, and they'll actually play current or or maybe back to the eighties or like nineties, but pop songs. But the right. marching band version, which I love, I love hearing that. Oh, I know. For for example, somebody. I guess it's probably not an original original song, anyways, but. At the last parade, one of the marching bands was playing Run, Runaway by Great Big Sea. Okay, yeah. And you were able to single it out and know what it is, and you are yeah. happy. You're like, kids, kids, I know this song. Well, they know it, too. They know it quite well. It's on the playlist here. So I was very surprised that anybody would know that. Like, I don't know how big Atlantic Canada is over here in the, the German heartland, but... Uh, I guess I mean I think that's a cover of a traditional song, which is always the 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 rip on Great Big C, who by the way is a lot of fun. If you never never seen them in oh, concert, absolutely yes, yeah. yeah. Alan Doyle, Good. Alan Doyle, yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. Oh, see, you go even deeper than me because uh, I don't know any of their names. I just know them as Great Big C. I remember they came to Vancouver once. They they came out to a, a concert at at UBC that we went to, and uh, for some reason people in the crowd were pretty drunk and kept throwing their shoes at them and they threatened to leave They're like hey man we just flew really far to be here can you stop throwing your shoes yeah absolutely so yeah they put on a kitchen party right so this is the east coast kitchen party and i don't think anyone's immune to to joining in and in, and just enjoying that music, that 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 yeah. sort of thing. Funny enough, I was at a concert in, uh, well in the in the summer, and uh, do you know Tom Power with CBC Radio? He's an East Coaster, and nope. um, and he was playing, and it's the same sort of thing. And it's it's just you you can't stop your foot from from going right. You 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 catch that wave, that beat, and uh, anyway, so yeah, East Coast music and uh, Alan Doyle. Are, are amazing so that's good that the marching band was able to to put that out there and you're able to catch the wave for you and your family so that's great yeah it was very exciting i was very impressed that they even had even heard of it so uh, uh truth be told it's probably not that hard to impress you uh when you pull anything canadian in in germany they yeah i'm impressed yeah absolutely yeah if they were starting to play some tragically hip i'd be doubly impressed but uh yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make it over here. You can put your requests in, I'm sure. That would be, that would be good. But, but, but the one thing I do, I do miss, one thing like I even remarked to my wife uh, on the weekend was it's not a parade until there's bagpipes, which I, like, I know you say it's like got that, you know, because Fergus has the Scottish background. Well, all of Canada does. And every parade like you ever go to has the pipes. Yes. Yep. And I play the pipes over here. Uh, I'll, pl- I'll play. I'll play some bagpipes for the guys before games and whatnot. And they they just look at me like like they think I'm kidding. They're like, yeah. you can't. You can't. Like I didn't this. realize. I didn't realize you could play the bagpipes. No, I can hit play on the uh, Spotify bagpipes uh, yeah. playlist. Okay, good. That that makes good more point. sense. Yeah. I wish I could play the pipes. I wish I could play the bagpipes. Your wife um, is happy that you don't. I don't know. She she appreciates when I'm excited about things, even if it's bagpipes. And uh, I don't know. I don't know about you, but like like when I when the, the pipes are coming, you hear the drums, and because obviously it has to be drums and pipes together. Um, I get goosebumps to this day if it comes on. If I play it in the car, I get goosebumps from the pipes. Yes, but the yeah. learning curve for you is not going. She's not going to enjoy that portion. That's gonna the be dead cat part. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. no, 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 no. She she prefers that I don't do that. She like uh, head bagpipes on the headphones. Just do that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, in, fine, fa- so, in fact, so, go ahead. A, a, a buddy of mine 
got he married a German girl uh, years ago, like just the year before I did, I guess. So probably 2008, I guess he married her. Um, he lives in Vancouver, but they got married in her hometown over here, and I went and shot the wedding. And as a surprise to him for for flying his whole family over to get married married in her hometown, she hired a bagpipe band to come out and play at the wedding. Like at the just after the ceremony, when they came walking out of the church, there was a pipe band playing. Yeah, amazing. And I'm getting goosebumps talking about it because because my my buddy Steve he he his grandfather was in a pipe band and said always said hey I'll play I'll definitely play at your wedding and he he passed away like eight months before the wedding and never got a chance to play and so I'm I I my so I'm, I'm watching my my buddy Steve just break down in absolute tears at the bagpipes outside playing in the little courtyard of the the German Abbey. Which was kind of crazy. That's that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. For sure. All right, Steve. That then that that should explain to people why Canadians like the bagpipes so much. But uh, yes. there's that. Uh, other hey. than that, not not much going on here. Okay, okay. And then so when you let's tie a little bit of the photography back to the parade. Do you have you? I'm sure you have shot the parade. Um, it's funny because I have too. Obviously with santa claus parades or attempted to and um the pitfalls of doing so like do you find i I guess where i'm going with this is that i found shooting the parade is pointless uh but shooting the people on the sidelines is magic most times i'll go across the street from my kids and shoot their reactions to the parade yes yeah that's basically what i do you know, they're sitting on the the curb of the sidewalk with their hot chocolate being Christmas um, and their toques and, and bundled up. Um, toques are hats for those in America here. Beanies. And, yeah, beanies. Um, yeah, so these photos have always been amazing. And then I will even, you know, I'll do candids of strangers and um, their expressions. You know, you're you're watching and everyone's having such a good time, right? So... So I find there's a lot of magic in that and, and I, but I was getting, I guess where I was going with the fact that it it seemed disappointing at the start because you're, you're at the parade, you're thinking you need to take photos of these floats that are excellent. Um, but you quickly get back home and start editing and looking at these photos and realizing <laughs> it was that this, no one wants to look at these photos again. I'm not the, uh, I'm not the newspaper editor, so I don't really have right. a use for them. Um, yeah. So, so it's funny how you need to, um, I, I guess this is to tie into any event, right? You got to figure out where that magic is when you're, when you're out shooting. Yep. Yep, especially here because I mean I do I do take I have taken a few photos in the past of the parade just to send my buddies to say hey what am I looking at here, um, and I'll post a couple of those uh, which I have in the past I think but I'll post a couple on on our webpage um, from years past because it is pretty mind blowing what they do, but um, like some of the the demon masks and with the the technology is crazy uh, how far they go but. Um, no, after that, you're like, yeah, I don't, it's the same every year. What do I need to do this for? And so I'll, I'll take my camera today when we go to a parade, but it's just going to be, you know, four shots of my kid and then back in the bag. And that'll be the X100, right? Uh, today, no, I got to go long lens. I'm going to go with a long, my, 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 my kid's probably going to walk in one of the parades today or so we'll see. I'm not sure if he is or not. But, okay, uh, that makes sense. That's yeah. a good reason to have the long lens for sure. Yeah, get one get one shot of him throwing candy away, which will be the first time he's given candy away. So he's pretty pretty weird about that. But uh, <laughs> absolutely, there's that. Uh, let's see what else was going on here. Um, oh, I've been building, uh, redoing the. I made a I made a a baseball shelf for my son uh, last year, earlier this year. I forget. No, last year, and. Um, and uh, I'm re- remaking that because I, I gave it away. I took it to, to Vancouver on my last trip. My buddy my buddy has a kid the same age, and he loved it. So I took that and gave him his, and so I'm re- redoing that. 
just I mean that this ties into where we're headed for our uh, uh, our photo challenge. Now, um, did you did you also tie this into a life experience for your son, where it's like I've given you something, but you know you've underperformed at home, so I'm taking it away. <laughs> Let I expl- unbeknownst to him that you'll make him a new one if he you know makes his bed and and uh, does the dishes. Uh, I don't care about that. He better fill it full of home run balls. That's the point. Oh, that's um, where you um, you you. you <laughs> You reprimand your children if they if if he if they don't make home runs and score score runs. If yeah, if they don't if they don't try, he he better get out there and 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 be the best at everything. You know, be the yeah. best or daddy looks bad. I'm the coach. Yeah. You I, you better better perform to my expectations, otherwise the parents will think I'm a loser. Yeah, a lot of yeah, pressure it, for a ten year old. Yeah, absolutely. But that's what uh, builds diamonds. Exactamundo, exactly. Uh, so there's, yeah, no, I, I, I'd said, I, I'd said, hey, you know, I, I, it was a surprise trip that I went to, uh, not surprise, but like a, a short. I, I had no notice on that trip that I went a couple weeks ago and and or a month ago now, I guess, and um, and so I said, I, I knew that that my my buddy's kid or my buddy loved it, and so I said, I said to my son, like, hey, can I give this to him? I'll make you another one, and he said, yeah, no problem, of course, Dad. And so, um, it's actually easier. It's, I had a little bit more scrap material this time, so it's going to be a little bit bigger, a little bit better and I'll apply everything I learned. But the whole point was this week, I didn't really have time to do this, but I made time because I don't know about you, but sometimes I just need to get out, just make something physical so that a, I create, but it's also something you can touch and, 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 uh, it exists in a space versus, Digital photos, which don't, do they exist? Yes. Yep, 100%. Uh, you couldn't have put it any better. I think there's, you you, you get so much um, enjoyment and, oh, I can't think of the right word, but you hit the nail on the head. Fulfillment for everything and, and energy to, to move back to regular life. Um, so mm. for me anyways, yeah, creative, uh, creative, opportunities and building something that at the end of it you can hold in your hand and 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 say I did this so yeah yeah so so we've talked about this we both do a little bit of woodworking or or I do a little bit of woodworking and um so when it came to the photo challenge today I suggested that we 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 do a a photo based off of that to some degree and mm-hmm. are you are you refilming this um, baseball shelves for no 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 I just I just wanted to make this one this this I uh, no point in refilming it you can see the original one on, on on there it's very similar it's just like a larger version of this with slightly it, different material nothing it, it's I basically picked up a scrap of of uh, half inch I'll, I'll convert it to North American for you it's twelve mil of twelve mil. Uh, birch plywood, uh, Baltic birch plywood for a couple bucks, and so I thought, oh, perfect! I can I can whip together something uh, a shelf, and so uh, that's what I did. But um, I was just trying to a, I, I was trying to tee yeah. you up for a plug for your YouTube. Channel. Yes, yes, we're getting into that. No, no, definitely check out a Holtzfeller Woodworking. Um, I go. haven't I haven't the only thing I've added in the in the last few months is my rant at KLM, which I addressed in the cold open of this show. I'm sure. But uh, so we don't have to get into that. But um, the other thing I did was I, I did a and this was a, speaking of life lessons for my kids is my daughter had to do a presentation at school um, on the plague of all things. Um, uh, the original one, not the one we just had. The, wow. Uh, yeah. Too soon. OK, maybe. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the uh, so she had to do it on, on, on the actual plague. And um, part of it was they had to do they they, they could do like uh, like a PowerPoint presentation, and uh, and so you know I said okay I'll I'll help you with that because you know I, I showed her some videos of the greatest PowerPoint presenter of all time and he didn't use PowerPoint by the way um, in my opinion was Steve Jobs I I I, always, I was sure you were going to say Jesus Christ but that's okay Jesus Christ no he didn't need PowerPoint he was just on his own. Right, he didn't um, use PowerPoint. Exactly. No, no. 
No, but 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 so so I, I said, oh, I'll help you with this. I, I, I have a general idea of, of what you know what how they how these stories are told, and and so we I actually helped her do a keynote presentation, uh, which you can then export as a PowerPoint to play at school. So it's no problem. Right. Okay, so we did all that. She had it all good with 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 nothing too fancy, but like decent graphics and 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 didn't go overboard on the the transitions. And it all was very effective in her her story. But there were transitions, there were little effects that were subtle but important. And um, and so the teacher says to her, "Okay, well, great. You have to export your project as just as a series of PDF files, because we don't have PowerPoint at school." And I thought. I think my coffee mug has PowerPoint at this point. Like, what? What are you joking? Why would you not have PowerPoint? Uh, but evidently okay. they, yeah, yeah. So, so then they're just presenting this on pieces of paper. No, but they they can they can show PDFs on the like they have a projector, a built-in gotcha. projector. They, gotcha. They have yeah. a whole system like a, like a L, like a LCD projector. They have they have the whole setup in the school yes. and a laptop and whatever. So they, they they can show they have the ability to show a PowerPoint, but they've lost the transitions that you've spent all this time. There you go, and so and and so and and I don't know why they wouldn't have PowerPoint on the school machine. It doesn't make sense to me. But I didn't want to get into it. She was just told, "Nope, you have to do PDF." And uh, so now, so each of her, like a couple of her slides would build up, like it'd be a progression, like she's showing the, how, how does, how does the plague affect an individual? Like there's like four photos of, of, of first it starts here, then this happens then this, but in the PDF, it just comes up all at once. Boom. Here's all four of them. There's yes. no progression. And I said, well, that's key to your storytelling. And I don't care about the fancy stuff. It doesn't matter, but you're, you're, you, you've built the story. And I, I said, well, don't accept what the teacher says as it's no, it's not possible, because that that she she just took that word as gospel to quote your Jesus Christ guy. Yes, exactly. Uh, so it was like oh, oh well, it's not possible. And I said, well, no, of course it's possible. And uh, and no, she said no. I said, well, I don't accept that, and neither should you. Never accept that as as a reasonable explanation, just because is not a good explanation. And, and so I said, all right, so here's what we're going to do is I'll, I'll come up with different options. And we, we did. We ended up solving it. She took my, my uh, laptop to school, my MacBook Air. We have a, it just connected it to their system, and boom, she actually played her, her actual keynote with all the effects and, the, and the, the progression, and it worked out, and she got like an A or whatever, B. I don't know what she got. I was, yeah, I that's really awesome. Attention. Right. The, the valuable lesson, though, is don't accept – Oh no, it's not possible at face yep. value. There's always a way. It is almost always a way. You don't want to be oppositionally defiant. You you don't want to be that person, but don't let somebody else just tell you, "Oh no, no, no." Cuz it's the easy it's the easy way out to just, "Ah, oh, we'll just do PDF. That's fine. That way there's no variables involved. I don't have to solve a problem, a, a, an IT problem for 26 different kids in the class. I can just do PDF." Right. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't accept less. Absolutely. That's, yeah. There you go. And if you're able to do something slightly different than the rest of the crowd, you're going to actually probably impress everyone a little bit more than everybody else. So so that's the point, right? Everyone else has got these plain PDFs and she's able to yeah. put transitions in. It's the same presentation. Right? It's Indeed. the same assignment. But yeah. presented a different way, and it blows everybody out of the water. She gets an A. Everyone else, you know, well, they're back to the drawing board. Indeed. Now, the, 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 the only variable here is, will her teacher look at her um, initiative as a positive and say, hey, good, she didn't take no for an answer? Or will they look at it like, oh, man, she is challenging my authority. Who does she think she is? Right. And that's the world we live in now, unfortunately. And so, uh, my personal opinion is, I don't really care. I don't. I don't worry too much about the lowest common denominator and what they think. Um, so, yeah, let her rip. Me, yeah, me too. You're, you're able to. You're able to step in as the parent teacher and go, "Look what you're able to achieve." Don't worry yeah. about this one teacher in this one position or this one boss at this one job. For the rest of your life, you know you were able to, 
to step 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 to the side, make a change, and make something better that you're proud of. And yeah, Indeed. so that's awesome. That's great. And she did. Never, All right. Yeah. Uh, what did uh, you shoot this lessons, week? Life lessons with Alan. <laughs> I know for a guy who 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 never has hasn't had a job in like twenty eight years. Has it been that long? No, twenty 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 seven. Um, never really went to school. Uh, I should I should write a motivational book. Um, lessons from an idiot. That's what it should yeah. be called. Yeah. Well, New well, York bestseller. Yep. Yeah. Well, absolutely. The uh, so what did you shoot this week? Ah, that's sorry, and I knew that that question was coming. So I I haven't shot anything really other than the photo challenge this week in particular. Um, mm-hmm. So so um, me neither. Well, in my personal life, I've been busy, and that's okay. That's fine, and um, and uh, hectic. But uh, the only thing that I think it, again, using your phone is is still it's it's fine. And uh, what I was going to say is with the woodworking, um, my daughter, in fact, had an assignment at school where she was, you know, it's hard for everyone to access all the tools at once. So she brought her woodworking assignment home and uh, we were able to, I, I acquired a bandsaw for Christmas. Ah. So, so I was able to put her on the bandsaw and get her to do all the cuts on all the. She had some long uh, strips, dowels that she needed to cut at increments. She had marked, uh, you know, fifteen millimeters, twenty millimeters, and she had it all ready to go. All she needed to do was cut it. So instead of uh, the handsaw, which is probably the way I would think you would make your children do it, I fired up the bandsaw and had her uh, rip through all these pieces at once and uh, that was fun so I took a photo of that I didn't uh, post that but I can send that through to you but that's just an iPhone photo but that's something that uh, I think I'm going to enjoy looking at later down down the line yeah no I, I don't have a I don't I, it's more so I don't have room for a bandsaw right now so uh, otherwise I would have a bandsaw and yeah I'd let my kids use the bandsaw um I think both of my kids. I think it was their th- their third birthday. They both received their first uh, uh, jackknife. So I was I'm a big proponent in get at it. Sorry, I don't think I, I think you're um, I, you're definitely not opposed to them using a power tool. I just think you want to teach them the hard way first before you allow them. Yeah, right? yeah. Ah. Here, here's this old rusty handsaw. Go through. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'll yeah. be over here with the chainsaw, but you guys, you guys cut up that firewood by hand. Um, it's a good lesson to teach. I think you're. Not, I don't think you're wrong in it, but um, it's true. It, it it is true, but uh, but it was fun nonetheless to to have her use the power tool and and respect it and teach safety and all that good stuff, right? Now, how how I, old is she? Uh, she's 13, so she was able to okay. master the safety squint pretty quickly. The safety squint, yeah, forget glasses. You don't need them on a bandsaw. Um, no. In fact, I'm not even joking. I would actually prefer not to wear them on a bandsaw, unless you're cutting metal or something, but strictly because I'd rather see where everything is <laughs> without getting fogged up or something like that. That's when accidents happen. But, but uh, yeah, get... Get get non fog eyewear and then you're fine. But uh, absolutely. And no, I remember, to be clear, to be clear, I did give my daughter all the proper safety equipment. Yes, so. as would I. Uh, yeah, I, I remember using the, the first time I used the bandsaw was like when I was 13, and we we made. I learned I learned one of the most valuable lessons ever. Um, Ten fingers. My, no, my buddy learned the, the most valuable lesson. He 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 actually guy a year ahead of me, two years ahead of me. He cut his thumb off on the bandsaw, which is like. Hey, once you get halfway through, just stop. Just stop. Sorry, stop was that high school? Uh, I also had a friend that lost a thumb in high school in shop class in Woodward. In class. on the bandsaw? And no, it wasn't on the bandsaw, but it was. It was in woodworking Ugh. class at school, which is mm. close enough to. Sorry, so your friend lost it on the bandsaw. In grade nine, he cut his thumb off on the bandsaw. Oh. I was like, hey, once you get part way, just stop cutting. Like, back it out. Uh, right, but not right through. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, it was, a, it was a legend. It was a legend. Like he, it was. I was friends with him after that incident. Like I, I knew him growing up. Played baseball with him later on, and he can still play baseball with the one thumb. He's a very good ball player. So, okay, um, yeah. And then his son came in and played over here in uh, in Tubingen for a couple of years. So it all comes around. But uh, he was. I'm, he was, I'm, ten, was he ten percent better? He was. He was. Yes. Did, well, it was only did, half his thumb, so it was like five percent. Okay, five percent better. Um, and they sewed something on. To make of course, like they lump. always they always want to put something there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the uh, no, my lesson I learned was like we, we we made a clock out of mahogany. Which first of all, lesson one: never use mahogany. It's like the ugliest wood, in my opinion. Oh, but, we're gonna. Yeah, no, that's sorry. We disagree there. But uh, uh, why is 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 mahogany a hardwood or a softwood? It's a hardwood. No, it's a soft hardwood at best. Sure. But uh, for musical instruments, oh, it resonates, separate. yeah, and it can look, it can look very good. So again, I guess it depends on the application. So, so, but you can't just outright say mahogany isn't good. So no, in that I'm respect, taking, yeah, yeah, I'll take but, offense there. No, in, in you're right. In in musical instruments, I I, I fully agree. I, I don't like like when people make mahogany furniture, mahogany doors. It just I'm like, all right, is it the 30s? Are we smoking still? Like, come on now. Yeah, yeah. I got you there. Move on. I'll agree yeah. with you so, there. So we made a clock that actually it spelled out the words, the the letters clock. Like it was a clock clock, and then and then the clock was in the O, right? And so you okay. basically glued two pieces of two very thick pieces probably one inch or, or more uh, of mahogany together and then cut out the 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 letters clock all in one piece on the bandsaw and uh and i said like well obviously i want to get this right so i'll cut it close you know pretty close to the line but i'll leave enough room to so i can sand it to the exact where i want it to be um, okay makes sense yeah don't do that don't do not do that it takes you forever it takes you so long, and you cannot sand that straight or file, or uh, you know you're using a we're using a flat bastard file, even though we should have been using a draw file because of the whole thing. But yeah. but uh, I learned a valuable lesson: like be accurate with your cuts. That's that's sure. what we learned. Well, so, that's that was back in grade nine. That was back in grade nine. That was me in grade nine, baby. Yeah. Uh, so that's when you're it, learning. Yep. That's when you learn. And it's the same with photography, though, isn't it? It's like, okay, wait, I'll, I'll take a thousand photos, and sure, sure enough, one will be good, and then I'll, also, I'll just fix it in post. And uh, you don't do that. No. You, yeah. But you, that's you, part you, of the learning curve. Absolutely. Yeah. Indeed. So with that, uh, reminder, our monthly challenge this month is leap, because it's a leap year. See how I did that? Oh, that's throw it up on our <laughs> Throw it up on our Flickr site. Uh, which you can find on our, our website. And we'll talk about that at the end of the month. Uh, photo challenge this week. You, you was yours. It was your favorite woodworking tool. Um, and so let's start with yours. Like I, I, you, you wanted to go old school, which you... you so yeah, I, I started by saying, let's do vintage tool slash woodworking. And uh, you mentioned that you were in the shop and working right now. And I said, that's no problem. Just go with favorite tool. For me, it'll be a vintage tool as well. So um, I'm just pulling up mine. So um, one You put second. two. I chose, I chose the first one. Uh, yeah, and I chose the, other, the, the second one. I should have numbered them. But um, what would you prefer? Oh, I go with the, the first one, the, 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 the little, the, the sort of shaft of light with the, the dust in the air is excellent. So, so last night I had to, I feel like typical hoser at the last minute at the 11th hour, I'm, I'm putting this together, <laughs> but I knew, I knew what I wanted to do, which was helpful. So you can see here, this is a, this is a draw knife. That's my favorite vintage tool, uh, which is used to debark um, live edge lumber a lot, as well as I, um, I try to, I try to, occasionally I will make axe handles by hand. So, okay. um, 
so you can see here this is a piece of oak and some axe heads in the background to try and give some context to the photo a little bit and and I just peeled back a little bit of wood to to give some contrast to the photo as to what the tool would do uh, quickly trying to throw this all together and used uh, one flash uh, obviously um, basically rim not rim lighting it but in the background coming through as a shaft of light almost looking like it's it's an open window in the early morning uh, shining some light down on the tool so that's what I was going for um, and that worked out pretty good I did um, wrap the flash as well with a uh, to to tighten up the light um, so I just have some black it's not fabric, but uh, obviously black material, almost like a like a rubber sheet that I'll wrap around my flashes with an elastic band to 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 hone like in the light, like a snoot for. And I I can adjust that as to what I'm looking to get. It's really quick to to throw on, throw in the bag, and and adjust for the amount of light that I want. A lot of times, so that's how I I put this this together. It looks like a window light, like an actual window light coming in. I thought it was. Um, so you, you, you fooled me. That's why I like I like the, the, the first one better because the other one's great too because the way the light falls off and you got those golden tones in the background. Like it really says old time uh, workshop, which is really nice. I don't, I don't have that. My workshop is ugly. It's like, it's, it's, it's like if Costco had a workshop. It's that... Ugh. It's not great, um, so right. I like working in it. But yours has got that 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 old workshop smell to it, and those golden tones of of, of everything like that. So yeah, um, and in the second photo, so I spent a little more time editing it. If you want to pull that one up, so you can see it's a little bit. Uh, you can see more of the background. It's more well lit in the background. I've put an axe in the background that's apparent to give a little context to the photo as well. Um, and I like to see the um, the vice there. It, it's a little bit more uh, apparent. And, and I changed the tones a little bit. I know you're a little bit colorblind, but there, you know, the color's a little bit better on that image. And that's why maybe if I had spent more time with the um, the first photo with the shaft of light coming through that, that, but that's why I was picking this one. I just thought the context having all that said, I put this all together pretty quickly. Um, so, but, but I do like it actually. I, 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 I do enjoy this photo. The one thing that I felt would have been amazing to add as that old timey feel would be a little bit, of smoke in the background, ah. which leads us into your photo unless you want to say anything else about this nope nope it's uh well done no i uh i did add i added the smoke the fog machine to to mine um if you're doing woodwork and this happens in real life you you, you unplug the saw and back away yeah uh, and you're in, i've been there Ah, uh, yeah motors oh man yeah they, they do burn out yeah you don't want that um yeah, so I, I mean, the, the challenge was was your favorite tool, and I, I I thought about it for quite a long time, and and I was like, well, is this my favorite tool? It's the one I use the most. I use the table saw a lot, um, especially in this last project. Uh, I I love I love the table saw. I don't love my table saw. That's a, a separate yep. conversation, but yes. Um, it's it's a little it's got some issues that I would like to just sell it and buy a different one, but that's something else. So I thought, what is my favorite tool? I think it might be this. I think it actually might be my track saw. It might be my favorite tool because of how unbelievably useful it is. But I didn't know how to film that, and I wasn't going to get it out. And I was using my table saw, so here it is. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Uh, the photo is good. Obviously, it is what nah. it is. Like, like it's it's well. I think you, you focused it on the blade, which makes the most sense when you... So, conceptually, I thought about doing the table saw, and this was my first thought, right? Raise the blade, go for yeah. that. Um, but then, I'll just tell you, as I was thinking about the progression um, with the table saw, if I was going to shoot it... Cause so, I try to envision what I want 
as an end product sometimes, especially for a challenge like this. So uh, what I was thinking is standing back, doing the, the fog machine as well to some degree, and having an overhead flash that only illuminates the table saw, the entirety of it, and black out the background. So almost like a product shot in the middle of the room if you were able to yeah, blow out the background and have that spotlight right on the table saw was how yeah. I was that, and that's what I was envisioning uh, would be would be good. Um, I feel like yeah, maybe this is a little too tight. Not enough Could, of the actual table. Yeah. Well, that's a function of I have a very small shop in in my basement. That that's the issue. I wish I had the the, the Canadian garage, the two car garage out back where I could walk out to and and have the the big no one would park in there we wouldn't park our cars in there it'd just be 100% wood shop um, much to my wife's chagrin but um, and then you could get that separation here with the white walls I I mistakenly painted my shop white because I thought well I would like to be able to see everything when I'm working I don't I want the light to bounce everywhere I want it to be a well-lit shop um, which it is but it's also boring Oh, I thought you were going to say everything's covered in dust now and you can see it. Uh, no, that's fine. I don't mind seeing it because I, every, you know, I, I, I sweep the dust up every six months, whether I need to or not. And, okay. uh, no, it's more often than that, but, um, no, it, it, it's, it's, it's not the best looking shop. And as you can see in the Holtzfelder woodworking, uh, videos, it's not a great looking shop and, uh, I should fix that. But, but no, this, this one I shot, um, no flash. This is, uh, two led lights that I just decided to, to whip out again. Um, cause I bought that little, what's, was it small rig? It's called, we talked about it last week. Uh, the little small rig led light for not very much money. Um, and it is awesome. I love that thing. So that's, what's backlighting the smoke that blue okay, and light. You're putting- you're putting that up on a stand? Um, no, that's just just sitting on the on the uh, the outfeed table, just laying there, and uh, yeah. So that's that's camera left in behind, and then that's set to very blue. And then in the f- the the front, the main light, I use my other LED set to orange, and that's on a stand, just kind of above and left. Um, which it's more difficult to snoot the LED, the bigger LED, obviously. So I think I would have gone with, if I was going to shoot with a flash, like yourself, I, I even pushed this even further. My motivation on this was, holy cow, we're recording in five minutes. I better go get a photo. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that's, because I was in the shop all morning and like, gluing on the, the oak faceplate for the, 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 the shelf I was making and thought, oh boy. And then I had to move it. I, I I basically had glued it all up on the outfeed table, which you can see in behind, which you can't see in behind, but it's in behind there. I thought I better move all those things and uh, the units so that I can take this photo. So this is fine. I'm not writing writing any letters home no. about this one. Uh, oh, that's the smoke. Good. That's so yeah. sorry. Go ahead with the smoke. It was in there to make it interesting because otherwise it's pretty boring. It basically obscure obscure the, the the lousy background and just you know anytime you light up. Um, and I, I had some I had a couple of shots with with the smoke as more of a mist. Um, and then in, there was one shot where it kind of looked like that wispy sort of opening credits of the color of money uh, look to it. And yeah. I was like, ah, it looks kind of cool. So I'm just going to keep that even though it has zero to do with the image. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So for these um, lights, so I think you said it, it's like the size of a phone. Does it come with a stand so that you're able to tilt it down? I always find that that's a little bit difficult, obviously with a phone, because it's going to fall over. Um, but even with the flash, like you put the flash on a stand, well, you can only tilt the head down um to 90 degrees essentially maybe dust slightly more depending on the flash so then now you're laying it on its side and then it wants to fall over um the shelf or or what have you so i just wondered with with that does it come with a stand that it sits up on and then how could you snoot it like what would you do to do that if it's the size of a phone ah there's not much snooting gonna go on there it's sort of designed to be a soft light it's got a hot shoe mount like a screw in quarter inch or whatever the Three eighths. I don't even know what it is, but yeah, the, uh, that's okay. The, your, your standard, your standard um, uh, mount 
So it's got one on the one on the bottom, one on the side, so you can you can mount it up upright or 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 landscape. Um, and it's got basically a hot shoe mount, so that now you can put it into your light stand. Uh, oh, it has uh, a cold shoe. Cold shoe, or yeah. Is it, is no, it cold, cold shoe, shoe or a hot shoe? It's a cold shoe. Good point. Good point. But it'll fit it. It'll fit into a hot shoe or a cold shoe. So. It's, and then uh, the thread. Warm. The thread is is female or male on the on the light. Female on the light, and but but the stand itself, it's, it's got a little adapter a male, yep. it comes with. And oh, so okay. You pop, Pop that in, and so I, I just I'll, I'll pop it into uh, just one of my Manfrotto light stands with the the umbrella uh, mount, so I so I can tilt it up and down and have full flexibility. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I highly recommend it if if you just want like a little light just for. I mean, look look how much it, it, it's doing on the backlight there. I mean, that's yeah. pretty amazing for the thing its size and for the forty bucks maybe something like that. Might be fifty. I'm not sure on on the whole translation into. Uh, euros and that but really glad i bought that thing i shot some video i bought it mostly for video this is me just having fun with it but it's, sure. it's really useful for video stuff which i've used for uh, i shot some stuff that i can't use because it's boring but it was uh, provides a really great backlight you can dial up and make it blue make it orange balance it however you want very very quickly and uh so awesome. it'll have a series of uh independent leds within that all illuminate with- right so it would be interesting to see, like I've done this with a flashlight that maybe has, I don't know, we'll just say uh, 40 individual LEDs. This one I assume have more. Um, a long exposure dark photo like this, if you were uh, doing light trails in the background with it, that would be interesting to see what yep. what it would. And it, you, you can change the color temperature, you said. So yes. you can do a series across it in it, in blue and then color temperature orange and do another series when you're out of frame then back in and and switch the colors and um that might be interesting to see what what that would look like with that particular unit now i'm doing it you might you might have just issued next week's uh weekly challenge Ooh, there you go because uh, that's 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 what we're doing in light trails mark it down uh okay I, I hear what you're saying i'm gonna try that with the change in the color temperature on the fly too. Oh yeah. wow, this is gonna be exciting or or terrible. But either way, let's find out. Yeah. All right. That sounds great. All right. The topic this week is gonna be short because uh, we've gone long already, and I gotta get to a parade. But the the topic this week is who is Matt? Oh, this is gonna be short. Yeah. No. So so well. First of all, I, going way back then. Um, where where when did you? Start listening to the original, the the original, the same show, the show. When did you start listening yeah. to the two hosers? So again, this goes way back, and we might actually have some of this documented back in that first episode. But it probably would have been. I'm just going to guess around, you know, episode 40 or so. And uh, the story goes that uh, on my 30th birthday, I did get a DS DSLR uh, for my birthday. So then I had to figure out. I wanted to figure out how to put it in manual and use it properly, right? Um, although mm-hmm. I didn't know. I I knew I didn't know I wanted to put it in manual, but I wanted to learn how to use the camera, and I knew that's essential where I wanted to get to. So I started looking around at various uh, online resources and came across the usual suspects uh, before I stumbled upon uh, your podcast and was able to start at the beginning. And it was such a useful tool to, again, put it in aperture priority, go shoot for a week, figure out what that does. Don't worry about any of the other stuff. Then right. we're going to do shutter. And so I went through that whole process. And uh, so, again, that probably was around episode 40 to, to, to 60, somewhere in there. And I think by the time you're in the early hundreds, um, I had completed all the back episodes and, 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 and was submitting, you know, all the photos po- or posting them at least somewhere online at the time. And, um, which gave me accountability to, to, to complete them. So every week I would do the one that was necessary and then shoot one or two of the back catalog until I got caught up. And that's where, that's where we kind of, you know, we met along the way online and, and then 
yeah, and then and then got that done, and then just followed along uh, for then for for a few years, um, and I was able to well again I, we've spoken a lot in the past, and I've you know turned this photography hobby that's a huge interest of mine into um, a hobby that generates some income, um, mm-hmm. and. What's more important is that I've got clientele over the last, I guess, five to seven years um, where where I'll regularly shoot them um, in the face and their families. <laughs> and uh, and every year they're, they're calling me back and we do those annual family photo um, trips and... Um, it's amazing because they they get involved too right so hey this year we're going to do a white background photo this year we're going to go out to this local park uh this year let's do our backyard where everybody let's do the front of the house and um you know they're they're creative as well they don't want that standard uh run-of-the-mill photo and uh so so i have much i i have a lot of clientele like that which is great um and sorry, was that? I feel like I got on a run-on sentence there. No, I want to hear from hear from you. No, I, I love the fact that a you have clientele that come back. That's always a good sign, um, unless you're doing wedding photography and then you just want the one. Uh, absolutely. But, I will say for weddings, if you want to get into it, usually you want to find uh, your first client is on their third or fourth marriage because there's really lot a lot less pressure. <laughs> that's a good point i never thought of that and that um, was the first wedding that i shot was uh was okay. a family member's fourth wedding um, oh boy well there is there was circumstances around every prior uh one uh-huh. but so far like that was seven to ten years ago and they're still together so uh that business has dwindled slightly but hopefully it comes back one day um just kidding right um the uh yeah so So, and then I, you know, so the good thing is as much as it's for me slightly a business, it's fun. I'm able to keep it fun and I'm able to do all kinds of different things. So I've done some commercial work, um, with, with a brewery. So, which is really cool. So I was able to go to the brewery site, take a bunch of photos with a plan. And then in the end it got implemented into, they blew them up into basically canvas prints but they're noise canceling or noise isolating for a restaurant that they were a brew pub that they were making. So now at every table along the wall, there's, I think, 12 photos blown up um, to, I don't know, four, uh, three by three by five to four by six size. So quite large. And um, yeah. And then my photos are all over the brewery wall. Right. So nice. Yeah. So, so stuff like that is, it's amazing. Yeah. And, okay. So uh, you live in, and you live in, in well, you mentioned earlier, you live in Fergus, three yeah. kids. And dog. a wife. I, I should mention that. A dog as well. Um, yeah. So it's like a classic, happy family, so to speak. Um, most of the time. Some of the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more often than not is, is what you're I'm always for. happy. I'm always happy. <laughs> That can't be true. That you're a bad dad if you're not at least getting the belt out once in a while. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. No, I, I, I did tell. I, I joke about that because I actually. My, my I, I kids. know you. I know. I know you are. I just laughed to myself that you put those kind of jokes out there because I'm sure somebody's uh, going. What he 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 takes a strap to his ch- children. Well, yeah, uh, they got to learn. They've got to learn. Know. How, how'd you grow up? I don't know. That's how I grew up. Exactly. <laughs> I joke, my, my kids are, are, are baffled because I, I tell, I don't think my, I don't remember if my dad ever actually hit me with the belt, but it was always the threat. Like, so it would un, once it unbuckled, you're like, you knew it was time. It was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to get hit. My mom would hit me with the wooden spoon. And I remember telling my kids about it. Last night we talked about it. As a matter of fact, we joked about it um, because there was a time when my mom did break the wooden spoon on me and uh, more than once. And uh, right. so we, we joke about how different times were. Like, ah, oh, it was a different time back then. Not all better. Not all good. 
Alan, I appreciate you telling me about it, but I think you should save it for your therapist. And we were talking about me, remember? Yes, I don't need therapy. Um, I get it. I understand that that's wrong, and I don't hit my kids. <laughs> I just get it. Just joking. We're good. So we're good. So, so I just wanted to. Uh, I mean, so also, uh, again, I've got a lot of other interests, such as woodworking. Um, I do like to do. I've got a lot of hand playing, so I like to do a lot of hand tool work. I find a lot of enjoyment comes out of that as well, uh, as you were talking about being creative and, and getting. Uh, some fulfillment out of the end um and then i do i play guitar so i've got a lot of guitars around me um and then i bake bread which you are familiar with renaissance man yes we ate your bread we saw i saw i saw you a year and a half year and a half ago probably sure coming yep almost two years now i think um in in i was in barry ontario and yep. uh, you made the drive up, and we we went we met, and you brought bread. Um, yeah, so I've been baking sourdough bread for for I don't know the better part of six to seven years at least. So so I tend to I find it's a great gift to give out, and I I, I regularly pass it out to some of my work my day day job clients uh i'll i'll just bring bread and and give it out to people uh family members and um and anyone that's willing to take it really and uh, it seems to go over very well it did we 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 made a bunch of sandwiches and that we took on the on the flight because we, we flew out the next day from from toronto uh to vancouver and we made sandwiches, and um, I think my son had nine of them. Uh, but it was funny because we had to, had to like pull the mask down on it. It was Air Canada flight, right? So you had to pull the mask down, take a quick bite, and quickly whip the mask back up. That was the rules back then. Right. Uh, but the bread was awesome. We we mowed through it at an alarming pace. So um, yeah. So so that's the quick I think quick synopsis of of me. Well, you passed the test, uh, Matt, and so we'll, we'll we'll have you back next week, and we'll we'll find out some more. So, okay, good for you. Sounds great. Yeah, thank I mean, you, you very got a much. C plus, C plus, but that'll that's a passing grade, and and that's uh, that's better than I did in high school. So, yeah, of course. Well, it's it's also Ontario High School, so a lot mm. of animal husbandry, um, birch bark. No, not birch bark. Is birch out there? Yeah, canoes, trapping. Do you guys do trapping out there? Well, we have to when we're living in igloos. So indeed, indeed, um, and you got a lot of a lot of Louis Riel talk. Uh, hero, terrorist? We don't know. We we can't decide. Um, Tom Thompson came a, paddling by. He did, indeed, he did. So, uh, all right. So, challenge for next week. Uh, you you actually quietly issued it. it is light trails? That's what we're going to do for next week. Uh, have fun with some some of that. Uh, monthly challenge. God, I'm just gonna. Hopefully, I'm gonna. How am I gonna work my table saw into that? But we'll or the track saw, I suppose. The, uh, Might be the monthly, time to move on. Yeah. <laughs> the monthly challenge is leap, and throw that up on our our Flickr site, and we'll check that out. Matt, it's been great. Thanks for making the time. And we'll, Alan, thank you for having me on. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, website. Where where should people go to find out more about you? Do you have a website? Yeah, marionmade.com. Check and it that's, out. That's M A R I O N M A D E. Get it? Do you, you do you see the play? Do you see the play? No, on? I do see it. I do oh. see it. It's okay. a Robin Hood, but you you make it yourself. I it's it's. If you got it, you didn't need to explain it. No, it's for it's explaining to everybody else for your um, for your kids. Yeah. Okay, but the link will be up on there on our website too, so you check that out. Uh, my stuff you can find at holtzfelderwoodworking.com or alanatrich.com if you want to see what I was up to and. 2009 uh but the two of us at uh you can find all our stuff here at twohosers.com where you can go to find all the links the photos everything we just talked about and that's it until next week get out there and make better photos (laughs) 